0: Canucks Central from the Kintec studio. Kintec footwear and orthotics, Canada's favorite orthotics provider, supported by over 1,500 five-star Google reviews. Find your perfect fit at kintec.net. Canucks Central brought to you by Grip Auto and Tire. Quality service you can trust and 14 locations to serve you. Uh, it is a Friday, Sat. We are at Rogers Arena ahead of uh, the Canucks and the Arizona Coyotes. But also, if you missed it, up on the podcast feed, our first hit of the season with Yannick Hansen. Yannick is brought to you by Magnuson Auto Group, Metro Ford, Port Coquitlam, and Magnuson Ford in Abbotsford on both sides of the Fraser to serve you. So you can check out Matt uh, Yannick Hansen on the podcast now. Subscribe, leave a review. That way you never miss an edition of Canucks Central. All right. Hit the music. Mailbag time. Here on Canucks Central. It would be great if we could play this song in the arena while we're doing this. Yes. But we can't. We can't. <laughs>
1: People will be looking all like, what is going on? They think it's for the ice crew. That's going to some work done before the game. Yeah. Fat chance won't happen. Actually, this this music, watching the guys work on the glass, actually, <laughs> <laughs> it fits. It fits be a good TikTok. <laughs> uh,
0: all right, Ray with the first question: Who do the Canucks take a flyer on the waiver wire, and is there any interest in Sonny Milano? Uh, There was interest in Sonny Milano. It's tough
1: to say if there is interest in Sonny Milano. Uh, Believe it or not, the Canucks are keeping their cards very close to the chest when it comes to uh, the waiver wire and what's happening here right now. I know uh, Ball Hockey Burry was asking, any scoops on waiver pickups or anything like that? It's... um it's hard to figure out. The one guy I've mentioned before is Kovacevic, the right-hand defenseman with the Winnipeg Jets, who is yeah. on waivers now and doesn't make a lot of money. But the thing with him is he has two years remaining on his contract beyond this, and one year is fully guaranteed. So it's not a nothing commitment. It's, you know, it's You're probably paying this guy at least over a million bucks over the next few years, and that is not insignificant if you don't believe in the player. So I'd say we don't know exactly if they're picking somebody up or something's happening elsewhere. Yep. But I wouldn't bet on Sonny Milano signing a contract.
0: Yeah, it's, um, it's a little bit difficult now. Uh, Drance uh, on Canucks stock is... Uh Kind of spelled out how uh, you know the injuries that the Canucks have suffered sort of uh, make it a little bit more difficult to maneuver the roster ahead of night one of the season. We learned today, Bester and McKeough are expected to be on the flight to Edmonton and join the team and be with the team for the road trip. So what does that mean? It likely means they're not going on our IR and certainly not going on LTIR. But uh, the cap and the injuries are. Uh, you know, there's there's going to be a little bit of gymnastics that the Canucks have to do here, and even more if they were to add somebody. Kovacevic is is a really interesting player. Uh, I think he played here early last season and stood out. I just, uh, I mean, anytime a guy that big can skate like he does and is a right shot, yeah, you're sort of intrigued. Uh, Obviously, the Jets have a bit of a a logjam there on defense, so he comes loose. The other guy I would be interested in looking at is Dmitry Samarukov uh, with the Edmonton Oilers, who was waived today. 23 years old, left shot, 6'3", has really good numbers in the A, uh, has only played one NHL game so far for the Oilers, but another player that uh, could be interesting on the waiver wire. But as Sat mentioned... Not much coming out from the Canucks and what they plan to do, which is how it should be. Yeah, it is. And uh, I still think they're working on doing stuff. But it's just not
1: a clear thing to do. Now, just because it's difficult with the gymnastics doesn't mean you can't do it. Yes. It's just a bit more complicated.
0: All right. Next question from Clay. Clay Rocket. Besser and Miller were both extended on the Friday before the long weekend. Do we see the same with Bo Horvat? Ooh, I'm going to say no. Because it's Friday, and it hasn't happened yet, and the Canucks are playing in about an hour. So it's not going to happen today. Could it happen at all this weekend? Uh, it could. I think there's a chance it could happen. Uh, I haven't heard
1: anything about them being close or not. Yeah. Um, but, but All it takes is one phone call. Yes, we know that, Dan. All it takes is that one phone call, and they could come anytime. <laughs> well, probably not at 3 a.m., but, I mean, it depends. Now, I would say... The Canucks have had a, uh, well, not exactly an exciting preseason, albeit the game in Abbotsford had people excited, the ones that were there, and those who could catch it with a bit of it on stream and those listening. But they haven't been exactly enthralling, right? A lot of injuries to start the season. They sure could use a little bit of good news heading into the year. However, with the Canucks not having a home game until a bit later in the month, that immediacy isn't quite there, but you want to get people excited for the first game of the season. I would imagine, Dan, they take another run at it here. I'm just not sure I can predict it's going to get done. But I'm not all – you know what? I'm going to sit on the fence on this one because I don't feel good saying it's not going to get done (laughs) on the weekend. Because my whole sense was they're going to try again before the season. There's been some talk, and I I had heard there will be one more push here before things get going. They always kind of do. So I wouldn't be surprised if that does happen this weekend.
0: I'll say this. I don't think it's going to happen, but I will be bringing – my microphone with me on the road trip to Seattle, just, in case just, just, just in case.
1: just in case. Hey, I have the weekend off and be chilling, so <laughs>
0: I'm ready. Uh, all it takes is one phone call, but yeah, I, I don't see it happening right now. I, I really think that this drags out into the season. Uh, all right, Oz, with this uh, question, with the injuries. Do you think Canucks try and make up any holes in the roster with released PTO guys or just waivers? Do they take another run at Milano, or does that depend on how long the other guys end up being out for? Uh, we, we sort of talked about the other guys, but uh, could there be somebody interesting on PT, uh, on a PTO release that uh, all of a sudden is interest, no, interesting to the Canucks? No,
1: I mean, I, I'm not...
0: Alex Chase on if he's available, maybe. Maybe you <laughs> circle back
1: to him or something. But no, I'm just kidding. But I, I, I'm not sure if the PTO guys is, is exactly where they're going to be going. Um, the thing to keep in mind, this is answer to answer the last part of the question. Does it depend on how long the other guys are being out for? Well, Mikheyev and Bester are both going on the trip to Edmonton. So they're going to be on yeah. the road trip to start. And y- y- Mikheyev could be, be skating this weekend. I mean, I've heard Best may only miss like one game, maybe two games. So if that's the case, you're just, you really don't need to pick somebody up right away. So you have that bit of flexibility before you go. I just know the Canucks, I think if they could find an upgrade, they would still look for it. So
0: waiver wire, if they can make the numbers work, can still be explored. So this uh, sort of ties in. Cali Canuck, do Myers and Dermot injuries qualify them for LTIR? And if so. Can the Canucks use that relief to claim someone from waivers? Um, to focus on the Myers and Dermott injuries, whether or not they qualify for LTIR, there's so much mystery right now around Dermott that it's hard to say. But Myers, a two- to four-week timeline. You're going to 10 games. Yeah, if they, they were to put him on LTIR, then it would put him closer to the four-week timeline. Yeah, so... I- if he if you you can put players in l t
1: i r they just cannot be activated until the l t i minimum so, l t i r period ends and that is ten games also if a player's injury is not bad enough you can't just throw them in l t i r it has to you know yeah. fit that long term injury i'm not i don't think we're gonna see those guys in l t i r but we don't get we don't have a ton of updates on myers i guess that's gonna depend over the next few days
0: uh so One of the things is, you know, IR, you go on, you're unavailable for seven days at minimum. Yes. And uh, for LTIR, you have to miss a minimum of ten games. Yeah. Part of that is, you know, with the Canucks want to be able to have Myers back. Like, if it's closer to the two-week timeline, the Canucks probably want to have Myers back in the lineup as soon as they can have him. So is, is it more valuable for you to pick up, pick up a, you know, waiver-wire depth player oh, who's going to play
1: for you right away and you sacrifice an extra four or five games without Myers? Hey, yeah. some people don't, who don't like Myers
0: say, Who cares? Just do it. But, you know, it's not that simple. Um, and the money really has to match. Uh, like, again, going back to the gymnastics... It's not as simple as, like, hey, uh, we throw Myers on LTIR, and all of a sudden we have $6 million to play with. No, and they don't need to have money to pick somebody up right now. They can pick
1: somebody up right now. It's just about about making the numbers work to begin the season. And that part of it is, is also because certain guys in ELCs, the cap number is different depending on when you send them down or when you keep them on the roster. That has to play a part into how you do all these sort of things. So the Canucks can pick somebody up, and that's not the issue the question is, how do you make the numbers work when you have to p- submit your rosters to start the season?
0: Uh, how many? Uh, this one from JL. How many hockey pools have you guys won? No embellishing. I've thought about this quite a bit
1: today, trying to figure out how many I've won.
0: Um. So I uh, I have won two, but I admittedly do not play much fantasy hockey. Uh, I just. I don't know. I never I never really got into it in the way that I am into fantasy football. Yeah. Uh, I, I've always played fantasy hockey. I've always at
1: least had one fantasy hockey team every year for the yep. past, you know, however many years. It's been a long time. More NFL teams, more football, fantasy generally, but I always have fantasy hockey. I can I know of three championships I've won that I've actually got money out of. You know of? I know of. Okay. I think there's one more, but I'm not sure. I really try to think about it. I went to search, like, Yahoo, you know, how they show yeah, yeah. or whatever. I found another one, but I, I don't know if it counts or not. Okay. Because it's so long ago. <laughs> I'm like, does it really count? And I no, hey, man, banners it, fly
0: forever, Seth.
1: No, I know, but I, I I don't think the ones that don't have money involved count. Like, you just did one of the free fun ones or oh, whatever. Okay. Like, you have to have money on the line for people to take it seriously yeah. enough for you to be proud of winning a fantasy, you know, hockey league. How you know uh, I mean?
0: how intense is your keeper league?
1: Uh, it's been together for... Or Dynasty League, whatever you call it. Yeah, my Keeper League that I'm in has been going on now for the Youngbloods Hockey League. It's okay.
0: been going on now for 12 years? Yep. Yeah, 10 That's years, a long time. 10 years, 12 years, it's been a long time. Uh, have you had any players for all 10 years? <laughs> no, <laughs> actually,
1: yes, I do. I don't know if a 10, it's actually a little bit less, but I won the first year, the inaugural one. Okay. I haven't won since. All right. Yeah,
0: so... So you're the Green Bay Packers.
1: So. We finally have a trophy this year, <laughs> so I'm very proud of having... The inaugural championship.
0: I, I'm I'm sort of the opposite. Uh, I I don't know why. Uh, ma- the maintenance during the hockey season is something that gets to me. Uh, the the day to day maintenance of it, and so I've I've resorted to uh, I, I play a few best ball leagues if you want to call them that. Best ball is the best. And you pick a bunch of players at the start of the year, and whoever ends up with the most points uh, is the champion. So that's where I've won two in a row. Uh, the reason I stopped doing the other leagues, the normal fantasy leagues I uh, I'm not quite good. maybe I should get back into it and devote more time to it, but I haven't been uh, to this point. Uh, this from Jonah uh, gone from Miller or Horvat to Kozmenko or Horvat for contract extensions. It's very early, but it's looking. Interesting. So we've talked about Horvat a little bit in the Yannick Hansen uh, portion of today's show, so you can find that on podcast. I, I, I think trying to map out Kuzmenko's next deal is very premature, considering we haven't seen him play an NHL game yet. No, but I think to the, to the point is, do we get if Kuzmenko has a good enough start to the
1: season, and all of a sudden his number might look a lot better? Let's say he really hits, does it become Kuzmenko or Horvat?
0: Could that be a discussion at some
1: point? I mean, what are we talking about? Like
0: that, Kuzmenko would have to be like a (laughs) seventy-point player here. What if he does, though? Uh, Hey,
1: I'm answering the question. So I'm I'm to answer the question, we have to entertain what what, Horvat versus Kuzmenko would look like in terms of does it become an either or? For for it to become an either or, Kuzmenko is going to have to score thirty goals and have like sixty plus points. And if he does, then it's like okay, maybe he wants seven million per season or something. Yeah. And then it's like okay, well, you can't pay two guys seven million per season. Oh man! You can pay one guy seven per season. Like I've been saying, you have money to pay one guy seven million per year, seven point five even. But make sure it's the right guy you're paying. Do you feel good about paying that guy that much?
0: Uh, Well, and and Kuzmenko would have the opportunity to go to free agency, just like Horvat would, and maybe he'd be able to find a better deal there. Um, But you know, that's a, a lot more tricky because I would, as good a season as Kuzmenko could have. I don't know if I would feel confident about giving him a long-term deal after one season in the NHL. Uh, let's go to <laughs> this one. Doesn't eat sushi. Uh, why? Enlighten yourself. Sushi's great. If you shave your beard, is it like Samson losing his power? No, I actually feel uh, more powerful when I shave my beard. Really? No. Yeah. It's it's <laughs> the worst. <laughs> no, I feel fine when I shave my beard. I feel
1: naked. I no. do not I don't feel good. <laughs> See, I mean I I haven't always had a beard. I mean I, I could have grown a beard very early on. You yeah. know what I mean? And everything. But like I didn't start, you know, doing the beard thing until until my thirties, really. I always had like a stubble or something. Or, yeah. You know you had the
0: five o'clock shadow. Something like that going on. But the the beard is don't you have like a five o'clock shadow like three seconds after you shave? <laughs> not three seconds, but definitely before afternoon. <laughs> We're we're the same way in that in that sense. That like where, I'll sh- if I do shave, uh, it, it ends up being a five o'clock shadow pretty quick. Um, I don't know if you've seen these. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I don't even want to say it. My, my wife, I feel like my wife is legit unattracted to me when I uh, when I shave. Really? The yes. Well, maybe you should <laughs> shave. Good thing you married her. Already. Just like just show up. I'll have divorce papers. You shaved. This is this is a problem. This is a deal breaker for me. Um, this uh, from Trevor. If a leadership change was made in Vancouver, who is the next captain of the Canucks? That's from uh, Trevor. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I feel the whole leadership change thing is entirely fan-driven. It usually is. But what are we talking about? Like, having, uh, you know, Petterson and Quinn wear A's through the season? Boudreau answered that today and said, it's not going to happen. They're still going to go with OEL, Miller, yeah. and Horvat as their captains, with Horvat wearing the C. I, I mean, unless Horvat is moved out of Vancouver, he is not having the C taken away from him anytime soon. It's JT Miller. The point
1: is, to answer the question, if there's a leadership change, who's the captain? It's J.T. Miller. Yeah. Right?
0: It's not much of a conversation, I no. think.
1: Now, the only way it's not J.T. Miller is if Boudreaux's not here, and you know, you're know you a year away from it now, and then you start making a difference, you have another coach coming in, and maybe Hughes is a little bit more mature, yeah. and they feel like they want to give it to him. But if we're asking today, it's J.T. Miller.
0: This isn't like uh, it's not like a Luongo situation where it's just very obvious that the C wasn't working with Luongo. You yeah. Know? Um, this is, people see JT, the player that he was last year, how he is an emotional leader. So, you know, he wears his heart on his sleeve a little bit more than Horvat would. And they're like, that guy should be the captain. And that doesn't, doesn't quite work that way. So, uh, I don't think there'll be a leadership change here (laughs) in Vancouver anytime soon. Uh, OT loser has Vegas's window closed. And if so, how does that affect Vancouver's chances of getting a top three spot in the Pacific? Uh, I don't know if the window has closed, but I don't think I- I'm
1: not betting on Vegas getting a top three spot. Yeah. I'm just not.
0: I am with
1: you on that. Yeah. So, I mean, they can, once they get healthy and they get Leonard back next year, still maybe be dangerous. I don't think they're a team you can discount, but, uh, I think the third spot in the Pacific is up for grabs. I'm not giving it to the Kings. I'm not giving it to the Canucks. I'm not giving it to the Vegas Golden Knights. I'm saying that one is up for grabs, very much so.
0: If the Vegas Golden Knights are going, like, let's say the Vegas Golden Knights win the Pacific Division. I would say if, if that, that were to happen, Jack Eichel is at the very least a finalist for the Hart Trophy. Yes. Like that. That's the pathway I see for them. But they you know, they, they've injury. invested so yeah. much. Their depth isn't what it used to be. They've still got some good depth players. Um, Pietrangelo and Shay Theodore, great on the back end, legit one too. But I just I I don't see the high end on that Vegas team and the way that they used to have it. They look more like a, a team like the Canucks, where they could very easily be high 80 or low 90s and just out of the playoffs or into the high 90s and into the playoffs. I, I, I think there's that little variance between the two teams. Yeah, they're, I mean, it, as much
1: as we want to talk about injuries a lot, it, it really will come down to injuries for those three teams. Right? Yeah. right. I mean, Vegas can't afford any significant injuries because of the problems they already have. Yeah. So they're pretty much on the on the verge of collapsing if one or two things go wrong. That's exactly what happened last year for them as well. Not a lot of margin for error. But... You know That's why, if you look at the odds, because the Canucks are a bit longer than those teams, that's what makes them interesting if you are going to wager on somebody filling up a top-three spot. I still feel better about taking the juice on Vancouver.
0: Uh, I think it's a queen, clean sweep for the Canadian teams in the Pacific. I'll say that. Oh, uh, let's do it. Edmonton, Calgary, Vancouver, the top three. Scott, with today's Myers news, how can the Canucks make a Jacob Chikram deal work? Both deal wise and financially, this D is getting really thin and also adds, I'd move a first plus plus to get Chikrin. I mean, if you're being
1: realistic, it's probably a first round pick, Wrathbone, and put goals in. Yeah. That's probably what it is. Yeah. You know, now I'm not saying Vancouver would do that, but you're asking what the price would be? Probably that. I mean, the Canucks are not in a position where they have any. Better prospects. Karamaki, Okay, may- let's say at, okay, at at best, it's Karamaki, Rathbone, and a first. Maybe you got thrown a second as well. Because the ask is so high. They want multiple first-round picks. Yeah. They want your best prospect, and, and they, they want run. another really good prospect. Or a really good young player that they want. So I don't know if high, would do it for, for Arizona. I don't think so. That's why I think the only trade offer you can make that makes them think
0: is put Coles in and yeah. Rathbone on a first. I think similarly to, like, what uh, Eichel got uh, Buffalo, you know, like they really prioritize getting Krebs, was, you know, a good prospect, but also closer to the NHL. Yeah. You know, so unless it's, like, Lechromackie is a really good prospect and does have a lot of upside for his career, but I think teams want guys that are a little bit closer and they have a better idea of what they're actually going to be. Lechromackie, they're still such a wide range of unknowns with the player, given how young he is.
1: Yeah, I mean, if, hey, it would have to be something that hurts. Yeah. And I like Jacob Chikrin. I'm not sure I like him enough to be punting on, put Coles in, to be honest. So that's why, ultimately, Vancouver is not making that trade, most likely.
0: Uh, let's rip through a couple quick ones. Uh, angry Canuck is angry, uh, <laughs> I guess. Why Joshua didn't step up when Nurse clotheslined Hogs? Uh, you'd have to ask Joshua. And hey, may, maybe that's a bit of a message to Joshua too because
1: he may not be playing the first game of the season. What is he supposed to bring? Hey, I, I'm not going to sit here and say you should have stepped up more. Yeah. But I wonder if he doesn't play, if he's not on, in the lineup in the first game of the season, that would be quite the message, wouldn't it? I still expect him to be because, I mean, you're really going to play guy. I mean, I was, I'm not trying to say anything bad about Linus Carlson, but I'm just not sure he's going to be more effective than Dakota Joshua at the start of the season. season.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, Kyle, will JT Miller reach 100 points? No. Uh, Josephine, I also think no. Uh, but 90. And
1: and I said that so quick. I'm not trying to be, you know. Did yeah, I, I, but, I don't want to, like,
0: <laughs> I feel the same way. I, like, 90 is in reach, but I don't think he, I think uh, from a strictly points perspective, last year probably ends up being JT Miller's career season. Uh, Josephine, did the Broncos make a monumental mistake in giving Russell Wilson that $245 million extension. So if it was just the extension, maybe you argue, hey, let's see how it works out. It is just money after all, but they
1: also give up two first round picks. Yep. To get them. That's tough. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. It looks like a monumental mistake. So and Russ an looks bad. That's right. But what do we always say about coaching in the NFL? It really matters. And Nathaniel Hackett can't, can't hack, hack it. it. <laughs> oh, poor Nathaniel Hackett. So, like, as bad as Russ is, I, I mean, Okay, I don't know what he was doing on the, the one throw that got picked that allowed Indy the chance to get back into the game. And then in overtime, like, just blatantly, blindly missing K.J. Hamler for the easy touchdown. Oh, there was there was just so many good oh. things about it. I had a smile from ear to ear last oh, night. I'll fantastic.
1: Oh, well, Mike G. asks on Text Inbox, will Cleveland still be top of the division when the Watson suspension ends? I'm going to go with a no yeah. on that one. I think
0: uh, moore has got something to say about that. Uh, Baltimore. Yes. Yeah. Very good. Thank you. A <laughs> <laughs> call from Caribou. Horvath for Byram, make it so. I mean, hey,
1: I'd, I'd do that. I'm not sure Colorado, you know, Colorado would. would do that.
0: Uh, the Mailbag every Friday on Canuck Central. Appreciate all the questions we get and appreciate you making it one of the most downloaded podcasts in Vancouver each and every week. Subscribe, leave a review. We do appreciate it. More of the Canucks and Coyotes coming up at Rogers Arena next on Sportsnet 650.